Hello, my love. Kingy Caitlin here, and welcome to 2024. I am so excited, pumped, and ready for this year. It's going to be juicy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like your vibrator's turning on. It's going to be a really good time. <laughs> I honestly am so blessed and thankful for all of you for tuning in last year and just being a part of something that is going to break this societal expectation and know that I'm a woman on a mission and I'm here to break this stigma. I'm really excited for the guests I'm going to have on this year and for all those ladies. I'm actually going to bring on a lot of men this year because I love when we actually intertwine and bridge the gap between men and women and do it in the right way that makes everyone feel safe and seen and heard. So I'm really excited for that and know that it is really important that you do ask the questions. You do ask what you want for yourself and that you learn and you support yourself during this journey. So I'm really excited to amp up these podcast episodes for you so that they're not only just me rambling on about my life, but they are also educational and that they're informative so that you can get all the love and support that you can for yourself. Now, I do want to quickly jump on here and just give a quick little apology I have changed podcast studios, so I was doing my home studio, then I went to a studio, which was super exciting, but the audio wasn't the best, so I just thought, oh no, so I've been fluffing around trying to make sure that the audio has been good, I did a batch day where I produced all the podcasts in one go, and now all of a sudden the audio has been fun and games, so I do apologise that if you have heard or sounded like that the audio was a bit up and down, just know that the message, the stories of everyone that has come through is so important and I could not get rid of it because it was so important for you to hear. So on that note, I'm just going to apologize in advance that if there is in next coming episodes as well, a little bit of audio fun and games, just ignore it and just know that I'm going to be much better coming in through to the new year as well. So I really appreciate your time and thank you so much. And if anything, enjoy this amazing podcast episode and it's going to be a good one. Chat to you soon, my love. Enjoy. Hey there, you curious and naughty minds. It's your host, Kinky Caitlin, and welcome to the Your Girlfriend Podcast. We're here to crank up the heat, unleash your confidence, demystify periods, and venture into the world of sexual empowerment without holding back a single secret. This space is all about embracing our beautifully flawed selves. No sugarcoating, just pure realness, vulnerability, and unapologetically authenticity. Plenty of cheekiness along the way. And while we're all about the fun, remember when it comes to professional advice and support, seek guidance from the experts. So are you ready to dive into this wild, empowering, and oh, so juicy ride? Buckle up, because we're about to turn up the heat and break those taboos and speak a whole lot of truth, because there's no shame about desiring for more. Let's get spicy. And remember, in this playground, you can be as naughty as you want, because you go girlfriend, you! Hello, girlfriend. Welcome to another beautiful podcast episode. I'm so excited for this one because sometimes we just forget the finesse and the basic skills of communication and we need to make sure that we 
understand it and that we perfect it even more so so that we can connect to ourselves and connect to others on a deeper level and one of the best things i've got the brilliant marty joining us today because she's going to really unpack this beautiful connection so thank you so much for joining me my love thank you caitlin for the very beautiful introduction it's my pleasure to be here and hello (laughs) to to anybody listening as well I love that. Welcome all those beautiful listeners that we know are there and around us. But I would love to know for those beautiful people, where are you talking to us in this podcast? A very good question. So I am a little bit of a a displacement globally uh, (laughs) because right now I am in Poland. But before that, I lived in Australia for eight years. Um, but but after that, as a little bit of a, a background for, for anybody listening, I have lived in Poland, lived in Australia, lived in Mexico for a few months, lived on Tenerife for a few months as well. So been a little bit everywhere. This year, I spent nine months in Greece, but oh, now we're back in Poland. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think what we'll do now is we'll dive into, because it kind of links to the travel questions here, but we'll dive into a bit of a confession booth so we get to know you in a quirky way. So I would love to know, even though you just mentioned some beautiful places that you've been to, if you were to, no strings attached, nothing, you were to go on that fantasy getaway, where would you love to go? Very good question, Caitlin. I honestly, I, I can very much see myself in a little island. I think I think that could be mm-hmm. my thing. I'm seeing myself maybe in the Caribbean because when I was in, in Mexico, I, I really enjoyed that vibe. Although something as a fun fact for anybody that is not familiar with the more eastern coast of Mexico, they have a gigantic issue with seaweed which is very, very sad because it washes up on the beach and it stinks like hell. Oh, yeah. And so that isn't particularly fun, but I've heard that some other parts of the Caribbean don't get that. So potentially maybe like the British Virgin Islands or maybe uh, Martinique mm. <laughs> would be would be very appropriate for me as well. I could see myself there at the Dominican Republic potentially. So I would, I would see myself in, in those regions of the world. Oh, I could definitely see just that towel on the beach, just chilling out, just, yeah, taking in that moment. Probably not the seaweed smell. We don't want that. But. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I love it. Plus, oh. it's a tax haven, which is a wonderful bonus. Oh, yes. Please get me there already now. <laughs> right? Oh, I love it. Um, another question. And what about you? Where would you go? Oh, I love that. I would... It's interesting because everyone, like I obviously love the beach and I think it's so, so amazing. But I actually would love to go to a country that is unique and something I haven't seen before, like something that challenges my mind. Mm. I haven't thought of exactly what that country would be, but when I went to Russia and Turkey, I love that it created a different sort of experience for me because I know that I'm always in a happy place when it comes to being at the beach and and chilling out and I think it's amazing but I would yeah I think I would love to try somewhere that's unique with its own sort of entity so whether it is South America um, which I haven't done yet and there are still parts of Asia that I haven't done so yeah just something that does challenge me and just bring that gratefulness into life as well because yeah, I think sometimes we all go for relaxing holidays, but even the relaxing holidays are not relaxing. 
<laughs> well, something that I've heard from a lot of people, something that I haven't experienced myself, but it's very, very close to the very top of my list is Iceland. Mm. And no matter who I talk to, everybody says it feels like a different planet when you're yeah. on Iceland, because I mean, the everything i mean the black sand and the the aurora and just everything so maybe iceland can be a good idea yeah well i've, I've been there and um it was okay. yeah it was definitely yes it was a, a completely different experience and being able to luckily see the northern lights because we were planned to go mm. the night after but then we went on a day two and someone said oh you're going to get high highly more chance of coming tonight so we changed our tickets to that night and then we spoke to a couple the next day that went the second night and they didn't see it and we're like oh thank goodness like we actually oh. changed it for the right moment because in our gut we're like oh god if we've chosen the wrong decision so it's always a risky business right. but, <laughs> but you can do what you gotta do Very sometimes <laughs> Awesome. So you've took that off your list. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I think I've been very blessed with that. So yeah, we'll see what concoction comes next because who knows, who knows what, what's going to be out there. Cause it's a beautiful sea world to see as well. <laughs> but the next one is what is a bit of a guilty pleasure? And obviously we don't want to like keep parading on guilty, but that's just why we like to be a little bit cheeky. <laughs> but what is sort of a guilty pleasure that you have that you know puts a smile on your face and makes you feel good good question good question i could probably do with a little bit less nail shopping <laughs> because that is something that i've gotten into maybe three years ago more or less and it's just something that i would very much like to not be as obsessed with as I am because it's something that I I see all the time in all these new colors and these little pretty new designs and stickers and I could own an entire store of it if I could but it just takes so much time to do it too so sometimes it's a little bit of a balance that I try to keep of okay I have maybe four hours to myself that I need to do this but that doesn't happen very often, which luckily, if you're using something more durable, like a gel or something like that, you only need to do maybe once every three weeks or so. So that's a very beneficial thing in terms of time management. <laughs> but I would say everything related to nail stuff is just a big, big, a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think I, I just go plain vanilla. I don't really do much with the nails unless it's like a, a wedding where you kind of mm. are prone to you know do all the beauty parts but only if i'm in a bridal party i don't even do it as a guest i'm like as a guest i'm like i'm just here to have fun and drink so <laughs> <laughs> you just, i'm just here to have fun <laughs> yeah i just here to have fun guys you're not going to know if i'm having fun or not if my nails are not done so <laughs> i'm just like yeah but i love that that's a guilty pleasure for you i think it's something that you know when it, when we, when we do have them done, we do feel feminine because it's just a part yeah. of our accessories and it's a part of us. So I, I hear you. I think sometimes I do wish I do have them because when I'm stressed, they they go. So <laughs> I'm like, ah, I can tell I'm stressed. Uh, okay, because okay. I'm hiding them yeah, at the but moment. It is it is that feminine feeling, like you said, that I can just look at them and see. Yeah, yeah, you've got this. So true. yeah. Especially when you're typing on the laptop, you're like, oh, tap, 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 tap away. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. 
much. Very much. I get the same feeling with heels when I hear them just clanking. I'm like, yeah, mm. that's me. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, heels, though, I have to have the thick heels. I'm so done with stilettos. I'm so done with those pinpointed, useless piece of crap because I just think that heels just need to be comfortable. They don't need to be. They should be. Yes. Cursing our feet. They, they just need to. A little bit of a raise is fine, but not ridiculous amounts. True, true. And it's always just such a disappointing balance between, oh, you're so pretty, but you hurt me so much. <laughs> and <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> just yeah. wear belay flats for the rest of my life, maybe. <laughs> Beauty and pain, don't we love it? It's all all part of yeah, being pain now. <laughs> pretty hurts, apparently. So Yeah, it does, it does. We're going to get a little bit deeper in this confession booth. And if you were to ever encounter or come across your teenage girl version of yourself and give her some advice, what advice would you give her? Oh, oh, oh how much time do you have, my love? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, honestly, there are so, so, so many things that I've that I've learned in that relatively short amount of time that I don't really know where I would even start as a little bit of a connection to what you to what you alluded to at the beginning in terms of communication that's been hugely beneficial for for how that's developed in my life because especially since as a little bit of a, of a background again I moved to the UK for a little bit but then to to Australia for a longer term when I didn't really speak English it was like a hi hello my name is kind of situation and so in terms of the communication side of things or just making friends or trying to make friends maybe would be a better phrase in in this case it was not a pleasant experience and not something that i can really wish on my worst enemy and so from from that perspective i would say maybe not giving her any specific tips that oh if you you know use that word and if there's that debate technique or, or anything like that but rather just the the self-confidence of you know you'll you'll get there you're new here it's all right and 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 i mean looking at it from a perspective of nobody really cares and i will dig a little bit deeper into that if i may because i feel like whenever i talk to people about this everybody's like uh what what do you mean it doesn't matter what do you mean nobody cares about me isn't that the worst thing that we could possibly think of well i'm glad you asked because <laughs> sometimes i feel like it's the greatest blessing of your entire life because if you live your life thinking everybody cares about you and everybody's looking at me and everybody's looking at me making all the mistakes that i'm making and saying all the stupid things that i'm saying then good luck to you but if you realize that look everybody's gonna forget about me in five seconds that they turn around and they look in front of them and they just continue on their merry way nobody's really looking at you as much as you think they are and i think my little self would really benefit from seeing that because she was like oh no but everybody's looking at me i'm the new kid and everybody's you know paying attention to what i'm doing Nah, <laughs> they probably don't even remember my name. So, I mean, just do your own thing, I would say, is the great message here. Yeah, and that's so... And I love how you deep-dived into that because what tends to happen is we learn so much from what we've been able to experience. And, you know, we 
the reason or the main reason why I bring up those questions is because sometimes it's a, a learning curve that we've been able to innately work through and it's a moment that we can reflect on and be like proud of. But it also is a sign that some people are still going through this and some people are still stuck in that that erosion of emotion and they're trying to figure out what is actually happening. So I know that and we'll unpack in a moment about sort of the the language barriers and what has sort of uh, you've been able to overcome through all of that. But, yeah, being able to now walk around and be who you are despite it all is just such a beautiful finesse and confidence that became a skill. So I commend you for that. Thank you very much, Caitlin. I appreciate that. (laughs) My pleasure, my love. And we'll finish the little confession booth with, because I like to be grateful for life, you know, got to be grateful. So what is one thing that you are grateful for? This is something that I think about every single day. So it's a very, very uh, hit topic for me. (laughs) And honestly, the things that I love to be grateful for are the smallest possible things that you could ever imagine. Because I I like to, like a little morning routine, if, if you will, just waking up and just thinking to myself, you know, it's awesome that I woke up today. And it's awesome that the world hasn't ended and it's awesome that the sun hasn't exploded and it's awesome that, you know, that everybody is still alive. Well, not everybody, but, you know, more or less. From that perspective, <laughs> right. <laughs> just And that's just such a wonderful place to start for me because no matter how terrible I'm feeling and no matter how terrible the weather is and, and no matter, you know, anything that happens, I'm here. I have both of my hands, I have both of my legs, I can walk, I can look at you, I have my eyes, I can hear you, and I can speak to you, and then there are just so many of these insanely basic little things that we all take for granted, because I mean, well, obviously I can talk, and obviously I have my hands that I can wave around. Not really, not everybody has that, mm. and so for me, that's that's where I come from as a insanely basic gratitude for just the things that you have because i it's easy to be grateful for oh i have my you know my car and my house and i'm grateful for the i don't know the friends that i've got well sure of course you can be grateful for that but what happens when you don't Mm. do you then become grateful for other things or do you become depressed or what happens when you lose those things and so i would find the simplest little things that you can be grateful for tend to be the best ones. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful reminder. And I think even the people that are listening are probably like, damn, I've got a lot to be grateful for. Like just what you listed off as well. It's just, it's sometimes, (laughs) I love how much you do practice it and so many people need to because it doesn't take long just to sort of have that moment. And I find it then turns your day out so much quicker because oh, you're like so much what I've, I've got all this goodness coming to me despite that we right? all want to get to that point of whatever our goal is and our aspirations but right now you can't get there that's a journey <laughs> right now what are you grateful for and and that's what i really love that you just unpacked there so that was a good one that was a good little confession booth there <laughs> thank you i appreciate that so obviously the key part 
I feel like we could just have like a general girl chat. Like that's how cool you are to talk to. But I know that the one thing that's awesome is you do such beautiful work when it comes to communication. And I obviously would love people to know exactly what you do in this area because, and obviously throw in a little bit about your story of like, as you're saying about your change of countries and whatnot, because yeah, it's, it's a real fascination. And I know that some people forget, like I said from the beginning, the skill of communicating. <laughs> indeed, indeed, definitely. I would say that there is just so much to unpack with communication. Like with your previous question, I mean, we could be here for three days nonstop just <laughs> talking about the, the, the nuances and involved. And but but I feel like there are three very key values when it comes to communicating. And I and I've been thinking about this and I figured out a little ABC that's easy to remember, hopefully. Love it. So the first part I would say of communication is active listening. And I always love starting with listening because, and I talk to so many people about this and I love that it's such a common message now that I probably don't really need to explain it because everybody's like, well, of course I've heard of active listening, but as, as a general point of, of listening, being a the most important part of communication, because if you just ask me a question and I started rambling on about my last car that I had, then I mean, communication, not so much. Mm. <laughs> and so first paying attention to what's going on around you, listening to the other person is the very first start, because if I didn't listen, then I couldn't say anything. And that's the end of our conversation. So listening for me always comes first. And I know it's so hard sometimes to listen, especially if you're having an argument and especially mm -hmm. if you don't agree with someone, it's very, very tempting to interrupt and to, oh no, you're wrong. And no, this is what I think. And this is what's right. And this is the truth. Sure, it might be. But if you keep interrupting the other person, they are not going to listen to you. And so both of you are wasting your time. So you might as well just say, you know, it was nice talking to you and go and do something else because there is zero productivity with that kind of quote unquote argument, which is not really even an argument, it's just a screaming match most of the time. And so listening, even if you don't agree with somebody, even if what I think you're saying is just complete and utter nonsense. All right, I will let you finish. I will let you say whatever it is that you want to say. And then I can say, okay, maybe I don't agree with that. That's fine. You don't need to agree with everything that other people are saying. That's okay. That's not the point of good communication that you have to agree. No, mm. of course you can disagree. You can debate. You can negotiate, of course, but listen, okay, here's what you're saying. Here's why I think what you're saying is maybe not necessarily what I believe in. What do you think about that? So no, you're wrong. This is what I think. This has been my experience. How do you think that fits into what you're talking about? And then you could say, oh, well, I've had this other experience. And then I could say, oh, I never thought of that. That's amazing. That's a really good point. You're right. And then from the point of view of, oh, you're wrong, maybe I'm wrong. That's okay too. That happens sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I hear you too. But, <laughs> but being able to admit that is such a beautiful thing to me. And I feel like we guard our beliefs so, so much sometimes that, I mean, 
why is the first question always but then okay you're guarding your beliefs but that's not really learning that's not evolving in any sort of way because you're just stuck in whatever has been happening for the past i don't know 20 years of your life maybe things change maybe other people have different experiences that you've never even considered potentially or they could be wrong that's also fine but <laughs> but but that first <laughs> but that very very first point of that is listening and understanding what you can respond to in terms of your communication so that's the not so brief a of our abc <laughs> the active listening i love is that a because i was just going to say quickly that we yeah. have lost a lot of attention span we have just become really bad at actually listening to other people and i know that there's moments where i catch myself out and i'm like hold on no 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 because we've been so conditioned to the short fuse of what the real is and what the post is and what's happening on social media so active listening is something that is still a skill that we need to create time and presence for and i i just think that as much as you said oh everyone knows about it yeah, everyone knows about it, but some people are doing it really poorly and they just need to wake up and it's like, hello, you're not doing that skill well. So if you're not getting that first one done, holy shit, the rest of it's going to be terrible. You just, you're not going to get, <laughs> I know you got some good things coming, but I just, I think if you like can't, a little domino. Yeah, 100%, you can't get the first part done, then you're out, strike out. So yeah, I, I just want to reiterate that that is such an important skill that people are just using and abusing at the moment that they think I was listening. I was there, but you weren't, you weren't present. You weren't actually tuning in to what is actually making the conversation and what is, you know, as, even if it's uncomfortable, as you said, even if you don't want to hear it and you're triggered and you're like, Oh God, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. Just give the time and then go release and do what you need to in your own time. That, that, that moment is so important for so many people. Very true. Very true. And if I may, Caitlin, as a little unintentional uh, plug, somebody that I was talking to on my podcast as well, but, but that's not the point. The point is the story that they shared, and I really, really loved it. And I, and I think about it sometimes, and it really makes me feel, you know, I've never heard that before. Why? <laughs> but but the story is uh, this, this guy used to do some improv workshops. And he was telling the story of his mentor, teacher, coach, somebody of how you can be really good at improvisation and how you can be a really good actor within that sense. And what he was saying is, look, consider any single movie that you've ever watched and oh, any good movie. Maybe we should <laughs> specify that any good movie that you've ever seen. What was the main storyline? Was it just their regular day, them waking up and making coffee and eating breakfast and going to work and coming back and doing the exact same thing for 90 minutes? Potentially not. It was the greatest, most special, amazing day of their life. And he said, just take that, take that most amazing, intense day of your life and think of every single day being that day. And when you consider, like you said, any conversation that we're having right now, this is the greatest, best conversation that I will have during the entire day. 
how do you communicate when you're in that mindset? How do you communicate when you realize this is the most special thing I will do in the entire day, maybe the entire week? How focused are you? How prepared are you? How, like you said, in the moment, in the present, are you if you realize that this is the greatest thing you're going to do today? And then, like you said, oh, oh, I was listening. No, that's just another little conversation. But this, oh, no, this is different. This is special. So I'm here. I'm, you know, eyes wide open and I'm listening to you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your facial expressions. You're so attuned to what's going on because you feel like this is the most special, the most incredible, amazing, stupendous thing that you will do all day. And that's such a wonderful feeling because, I mean, you feel great. <laughs> but then also, like you said, you're just so focused on what's going on around you that there is nothing else. Yeah, and I love that. And this is the greatest moment because you're tuning into this podcast. So absolutely. <laughs> I think it's important. But no, I do I do love that. And that even the imagery that came across that was so beautiful because right? I was like, when you were starting, like when you actually started talking about it, I was like, wait, is she going to go that we have to think about the everyday thing or is it, are we thinking about the, the great thing? But I, I love it because, yeah, when you're, when you're experiencing, like it's like when people go to an event that they've always planned and the beginning part is always like all fluffy, but as soon as they're at the event, they are present, they are there. Well, then stop waiting for the fluffiness at the beginning, get into the event and get switched on and know that this event is the best event, as you said. So I love that. That was a really cool way of explaining things. Thank you. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope that it made sense to 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 anybody that listened to it as well. But so. <laughs> oh, you make That's crystal the... clear sense. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So that was the the A of our little ABC to uh, to not digress. Uh, the B is body language, and this is something again. Well, of course, my body language. So again, none of these points are revolutionary. That's not really the point. But what is revolutionary, I find, is how they fit together. And like you said, everybody knows about them, but it's really just the conscious practice of them. Because with body language, it's again, it's not really, oh, if you cross your arms and that means that you're not listening, maybe I'm just cold. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, there are these cues, obviously, that I mean, if you're looking around and you're looking everywhere but the person, then, you know, maybe that's not super great. But maybe you're just insanely socially awkward and you cannot look people in the eye and it's not personal maybe so obviously there are certain cues that we can pay attention to but i would say generally speaking in terms of body language keeping it open and just keeping it friendly because if you consider ever being in a cafe restaurant walking in what do you see? Most people are on their phones. Most people are talking to other people. Maybe they're looking at their shoes. Maybe they're on their phones again. Maybe they're on their laptop. And so, I mean, there is zero chance of starting a conversation with somebody if you see, oh, well, they're busy on their phone. I probably shouldn't interrupt. So not to say that you should never, ever be on your phone. That's not really the point. But rather the point being, if you want to invite other people in your life and if you want to communicate and if you want to talk to people, if you want to make new friends, then you can't just close yourself in and expect, oh, but nobody's talking to me. Well, mm. of course they're not. <laughs> How could they possibly approach you and start talking to you? So body language, again, not being super tactical. Oh, if you turn your feet another way. I'm sure all of that stuff matters. 
same with your facial expressions super significant you know not being very monotone and why am i even here but smiling you know smiling with your eyes too that's significant so not getting bogged down with the details of oh did i point my feet in the right direction but rather just being as comfortable as you possibly can and i feel everything just falls into place no that's so beautiful because sometimes people get so caught up on the minute details and every single person has a different exposure when it comes to body language and we also have to keep in mind that people also have special needs and they can't actually function by standing still and only being in one way as well and we have to be mindful that we don't know where their headspace is at as well but the only thing that I think is so important is if you're having a really important conversation that you need to resolve or work through then having your full body language showing that respect and openness as you said is something that is a respectful way that will adhere to the conversation and that showing up in just body language and avoiding the phone is something that will come across in a really beautiful way i know a pet peeve for me and it's just me but i my love language is quality time so when i'm with people and they are either their phones on the table or they are, you know, picking up the phone or those, those things. And I, I do go with the flow and whilst they're on their phone or doing something, I just start giving myself compliments. I'm like, Caitlin, you're doing amazing. Like, because I'm like, I'm not going to seep here and wait till you're <laughs> like doing your phone thing. I'm going to, you know, give love to myself. But <laughs> it's just a funny way of saying it. But I just know that for some people it can become quite irritating when it comes to the phone and it's a material object that we've become so so connected to that we think it's like a human being that we need to treat and keep more of a priority so i know that yeah (laughs) it's a little robot but i i just love how you said the openness is something that's really important that people do rectify that it's not the particular body language that we're we're trying to Mm. that you're trying to say and communicate there that it's something that we need to be aware of and if for example your partner does want that full body language then yes that foot turn that you did needs to be in alignment and that's something you need to communicate (laughs) to like if it means something to your partner then freaking turn your foot in and just face forward and communicate so i i do love that and body language is so important to just create it but i like to just make sure that i'm always present for people that I give my time and space. So it, it brings so much more joy than just blocking it. Very true. And those are really good points, Caitlin. And I like how you added some some more details and some, some new ones to that, because like you said, everybody's a little bit different. Perhaps somebody has, like you said, special needs or maybe you're just in a very bad mood and it's not personal that I'm turning my foot away but (laughs) but like you said I really love the last part that it's not just about yourself and what you want to do but what makes other people feel special potentially or what makes other people cared for because if it doesn't bother you and if you don't mind if your foot is on the left or on the right but they really do then why not make their day a little bit better and just Turn your foot. I love that <laughs> it's we're stuck really on the not that big of a deal. 
<laughs> just guys, just keep your feet straight. Like, just keep them straight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my god, what am I doing with my feet?" <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, "Wait, I'm looking at my feet now." And they're probably walking, going, "Wait, but I'm walking. Keep walking. It's fine." <laughs> yes, don't stop. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And so that was the the little B and the C. Depending on how you look to look at it, it can either be criticism, but I like to add a little double C of a constructive criticism. Which again, oh well, obviously, I know what that is. Again, not revolutionary, but rather how they fit in together because. I notice from my personal experience, and Caitlin, perhaps maybe you can you can share a little bit about your own as well. I find that ninety nine percent of all arguments are caused by that lack of understanding, in the sense of oh he said something and or she said something and it really hurt me or oh I don't really like that so oh I will say something back. Oh, right. But what exactly is that going to do? Maybe they don't realize that what they've said was the quote unquote wrong thing to say or the inappropriate thing to say or the hurtful thing to say. Maybe they just were not aware of that. And so by creating that negative space of, oh, I will just say something hurtful back. That's not really effective communication. That's just creating an argument. And so, oh, I don't like it when you talk to me that way which can be extremely difficult to do don't get me wrong it's not that you can just walk around and you know share your constructive criticism with everybody because it can be challenging and it is difficult to look I I know that you're trying to be nice and I see what you're doing and I appreciate it but please stop <laughs> can be really really hard maybe counterintuitively but so creating that atmosphere within yourself predominantly within yourself of being comfortable with your own needs being comfortable with what you need with what you want and with what you do not want being comfortable enough with that to be able to say to anybody that you're talking to hey can you maybe you know step away I don't really like it when you're that close to me or can you maybe not use those kinds of words around me I, I don't particularly like that Maybe they will say, yeah, sure, no problem. Maybe they will say, oh, pff, well, I'm doing my own thing and I don't need you. Well, cool, I don't need you either in that case. <laughs> Glad that we figured that out. <laughs> I can now go on my merry way and do whatever makes me feel good instead of being stuck with you in an argument. So again, that constructive criticism of not, oh, I don't like your shoes, not really in that direction, but look what you're doing. I don't like it. I don't feel good with it. It doesn't make me, like you said, love myself potentially. And so, okay, what can we do to fix that? Perhaps you don't want to fix that. That happens. It's not that everybody's all of a sudden going to be magically amazing and, oh, yes, I will change myself for you. Some people will, but some people won't. And you can't really expect that to happen. It might, but do not expect that to happen. Just be honest with yourself of what you want and what you don't want. The rest will figure itself out. Maybe you're not the right company for me. That's okay. <laughs> I've got myself exactly we've always got ourselves in our own relationship so it's always plenty even though we do deeply desire connection <laughs> it's important that as you're unpacking that the word accountability just kept coming up in my mind because mm -hmm. as much as I know that we are very good at telling people what they're doing wrong and we will tell people what they should and shouldn't do 
but I think we need to swallow a little bit of our own tablet and we need Mm. to actually be accountable for how we are communicating and knowing that not everything that we do is not good and correct and right. And I think that so the reason why I, I love this part is because I've noticed a massive shift in when I've done a lot of the inner work and, you know, done the times of realizing that I can't keep blaming everyone for how things pan out because that's just their own reaction and the way that they communicate. I have to be responsible for how things move forward and I have to be responsible for how I want things to come across. And there's moments where there's old old behaviors that come back and they either snap or they are articulated the wrong way or my anxiety gets in the way or all these different mixed concoctions of potions just come out and I'm like, God, where did that come from, Caitlin? And then I just take that moment to pause and then I realign myself back to the Caitlin I've worked very hard on going, okay, that wasn't communicated properly, Caitlin. How can we fix it? Or is it too late to like, because clearly there's moments where you're like, oh, crap, if I say something now, they've, they've either gone or they've moved on or whatnot. But that's why if you become aware and even more so, even when I'm doing podcasts sometimes, I catch myself out saying something. I'm like, oh, nope, let's re-say that again because that's not how I wanted to communicate it. <laughs> and that's fine. I think we need to be self-reflective ourselves and be accountable that we stuff up and we we don't communicate effectively all the time, that we do make mistakes. And and I'm more than happy to parade that, that it's it's never it's never perfect, but it's a working skill that I'm consistently happy to keep working on. And that's a wonderful, wonderful point, Caitlin. And I love that you brought that up, that it's not just on other people to deal with me, but I have to deal with myself too. And then, like you said, figuring out, okay, did I behave in the right way? And if somebody said, okay, can you stop doing that to me? Would I? Should I? Do I? And, and what do you do with, with your own self, which is a wonderful point. And, and I would love to spin that into the area of stoicism. Are you familiar with stoicism? Oh, please unpack it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So this is my life philosophy for, for anybody not familiar with stoicism. The way that I like to think about it is control what you can. Worry about the things that you can control. Let go of the things that you can't. And that seems super simple. But then when you think about it from from the communication perspective, for instance, like you said, I can control how I behave. I can control how I react, mostly. I can (laughs) control what I do, but I cannot control how other people react. And I cannot control what other people choose to do. I can control how those things make me feel. I can train that. I can practice that but I cannot control them. And so being angry at, oh, oh, you said this and it made me mad. Okay, perhaps that wasn't wrong, but you can't control that. So how would you worry about that? You can control how you behave. Do I still talk to this person? Did I get mad? Like you said, did I start screaming, shouting? Maybe not the best way to go. You can control yourself. And I would say this can be applied to so many things in your entire life if you really sit and think about oh, but I I don't know, there is traffic and I got angry because of the traffic. Sure, but you can't really control the fact that there's traffic. 
you can control how it makes you feel. You can listen to a podcast while you're stuck in traffic, or you can do some other things with your time. Perhaps you can take the bus instead so you don't have to be worried about driving. So controlling the things and worrying about the things that you can genuinely control, which is just yourself, nothing else, really. Other people, outside world, why worry about it if you can't do anything about it anyway? Yeah, absolutely. And I do love that you brought up about the traffic because I think that's such a great analogy that people don't realize that they they get stuck in. They're like, I'm stuck in traffic, so I'm just going to spend 45 minutes worrying the fact that I'm stuck behind another car and I'm braking every two seconds. It's like, that's just a waste of your own energy. That whole time could have been productive. It could have actually been so much more of a pathway that you've chosen to connect with yourself and actually checking what's going on and you know, working on your communication skills with yourself. Like I know I have conversations with myself in the car. I'm talking to myself, what's going on? How's things going? Like I have a full blown conversation with myself because I know I've got a relationship with myself. If I don't talk things out, then it's stuck in my head. And that gets really, I call her Rebecca in my brain. She gets overwhelming. So I'm like, no, I need to just talk things out. I need to tune into things that make me feel good. And I need to think about and manifest the things that I want rather than thinking about, like I said, the uncontrollable that people get so stuck in. And it's like, mm, and people say that they're rev heads and stuff and they're, you know, yellow people. I'm like, well, that's a terrible way that you should be using your time, but no worries. <laughs> that's how you've worked that's at your not communication. That's a good thing to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. And so we'll be like, oh gosh, Caitlin, judge you there. Oh, well, well you've just chosen that way to, to enjoy your life. So we'll, we'll stick to the right. other lane. So. <laughs> so Caitlin, if I may come back to what you said without that manifesting and, and let's say visualizing yourself, your life, your goals, do you do that on a kind of maybe pattern that, okay, maybe you imagine yourself already in the future or do you imagine the steps towards it or how do you, how do you work with that? How do you deal with that? Yeah. So I know that it kind of, It's more the visual that I like to sort of see of where I'd like to be. And Mm -hmm. then I also make sure that I'm saying towards the universe that I would like to receive this or, or something better, like knowing that whatever is meant to be coming is going to be that or something more, you know, that I'm meant to be aligned with. So never undergrading what vision's meant to come because I know that that's just a journey, but during that time, I know that it's also important to have that reminder of the gut feeling of going, yep, whenever things go crazy, whenever things behind the scenes, like you don't really show and parade a lot what goes behind businesses. You just sort of show up and just actively, you know, communicate to people what what you're doing for your business. But I just know that there are times where I just need to bring that fire back to my stomach and just go, why are you doing this again, Caitlin? Why are you doing what you're doing? because we get so caught up and we, you know, use so much energy to other people and to, you know, give that time and presence, but I've got to savor my time and me, my car time is where I do it all. <laughs> all before bed is another time that I do it. That's a good time. That's a mm. good time. And it's super important what you're saying, Caitlin, with not selling yourself short or your potential in the future, because, I've met a lot of people that, okay, well, I can, I could probably do that, that, oh, that's out of my league, but, but I could probably do that. And 
okay, great. You know, creating goals for yourself, actionable steps, and all of that is wonderful. But if you don't ever dream for that bigger thing, like you said, telling the universe, hey, I want this, then is there really a high chance that you're going to get it? potentially not Hmm. so dreaming about not being able to do that thing is taking you further away than closer ironically and so something that i'm a very very big believer in is never ever ever say that you cannot do something because Mm -hmm. that is just a self-fulfilling prophecy and that's where you're going to be stuck for the rest of your life but rather even if you don't believe it i love the the fake it till you make it mantra because it's so great because maybe I can't do that. Maybe I don't have the skills, but I'm imagining myself that I'm already there, that I'm already doing that thing. And then you just kind of work it out backwards that, oh, okay, so if I wanted to do that, but I can't, how would I go about that? Do I need to study something? Do I need to take a course? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to, like you said, just read within myself? What do I need to do to be able to get to that point? Which is so much more practical than just, oh, I can't do that good luck to you yeah absolutely and don't worry i've got like the vision board i've got my you know computer screen i've got my phone has everything like on it as well like there's all these constant reminders that are surrounded by because i'm not going to wake up every day and just wonder what's meant to happen i'm not going to leave it in the hands of potentially risking whatever's meant to be coming my way i'm telling it what it's meant to be happening i'd like it to tell and like kind of fasten the little things but i just keep saying to myself that this is the pathway and the journey that i would like for myself because it's so much more in alignment than guessing and it's so much more than just i don't know i'm just gonna wake up and just see how today goes my god nope let's not do that let's try and change that (laughs) please for yourself if you've got no curiosity and i'm sure this could unpack in a whole different podcast episode about your purpose and alignment but just communicate to yourself probably a way to bring back this back in but communicate to yourself on what you want or listen to yourself actively listen let's go back to the a actively listen to what you want because as soon as you start listening in and not listening to anyone else's my gosh, the desires that are going to come your way, the alignments, the you know attraction of what energy is coming your way is going to come in ebbs and flows. So I think what you just did with the ABC was so important in so many ways. And I think it's really important that people know about. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so. I, I hope it's been helpful too to anybody that listened to it that may be taking some notes. And I, and I feel like those kinds of structures really help me remember things because, okay, how do you remember three random principles? And I always struggle with things like, oh, the, the I don't know, the three structures. And okay, but ABC, I mean, I think everybody's got their hang on ABC. So <laughs> hopefully that helps people remember. No, no. And that's what I really, really appreciated that you did because I like, it reminded me of being a teacher as well, because yeah, I was like, yep, she's done it. She's done her homework there. She definitely laid this out beautifully. But before we finish, so I always like to sort of save a soul. And, you know, if you had the ideal person in front of you, whether there's someone with a language barrier or whether it's someone that is sort of struggling with their communication is there sort of some advice that you could give them or something that they could start to do to start working on the skills of communication? For sure, for sure, definitely. So so like you said, if anybody has that struggle of of, of the language, be it 
English potentially, read, I don't know, Spanish, Chinese, it doesn't particularly matter. I would say a really great way of working through that is, is another little structure that I have, which is the, the three pillars that I teach and my kind of structure for, for everything that I do are the three pillars, which is your mindset, your knowledge, and your structure. And the reason why I feel like those are super important is because with my work with, with the, the clients that I have, most people tend to go in the direction of, okay, I need to improve my grammar. I need to improve my vocabulary. I need to, I don't know, learn the present perfect. Awesome. That's great. That is a wonderful starting point. But what do you do with that? How do you do that? And I feel like the how is really where, in my experience, most people get stuck. Because if you are in the right mindset of, okay, I'm committed, I'm doing this for myself, I'm doing this to improve my future, awesome. Really super, super, just like the A, the mindset is the, the basis, I would say, for everything. Then your knowledge, that analysis, okay, do I need to improve my grammar, my vocabulary, my whatever? Great, that's your knowledge gap. And then the structure, which I feel is missing most often, is how do I actually do that? Do I work on it? once a week do i do it maybe three times a day figuring out okay do i have five minutes in the morning or 10 in the evening or creating that structure for yourself so like you said caitlin before you're not leaving it to chance that oh i would really want to improve you can but you just need to set an intention for yourself of i'm going to be doing grammar five minutes every single day great, I can do five minutes, right? An hour is a little bit much, but I can do five minutes. <laughs> and and this can apply to, to really anything, be it gratefulness, being mindfulness, being anything, creating that structure for yourself of, oh, I would really love to be more grateful. You can, but just tell yourself how you're going to do it, I would say is a really, really important thing. So for anybody listening for anybody that is still not sure how they can figure that out again, be it language or communication, any other skill, I would say going through those three of the the mindset of why am I doing this, the knowledge, what do I want to know, what do I want to improve, and then the structure of, okay, how do I actually go about it? Yeah, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. And I think it's so important that people realize how beautifully gifted you are to be able to help them. So I would love for you to sort of put a bit of plug in on how people can reach out to you for your amazing service that you do provide for people. Um, so yeah, let us know where people can reach you and where they can go to. Certainly, certainly. So you can find everything about me on my website, which is just marty.education, no com, no, no nothing, just marty.education. And you will see all of my resources there. I have my one-on-one -on -one lessons there. I also have a pronunciation course. If anybody is interested in improving their pronunciation, making themselves feel more confident in how they sound, then I also have a pronunciation course that you will find. I'm on all socials, Marty Education on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest. I don't know which ones I missed, but I'm, I'm on all of them. <laughs> so you'll find me everywhere at just Marty Education. And I also have a podcast, which is called 
21st century expression and I focus very much on communication on body language as well and what we were talking about here because I feel like the way that we communicate within the 21st century is vastly different than how we used to communicate so that's what I want to focus on on this normal language and I, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in oh oh was that formal enough well I don't know. <laughs> Do you need to be that formal, really, in your texting? I mean, just, you know, let's take the context into perspective. So uh, you can find my podcast also on Spotify and Google Podcasts, Amazon, all of these other platforms as well. But again, everything, all of my socials, everything is also on my website, marty.education. Beautiful. And I'll make sure I put them in the show notes as well so that people can just do a quick click and go straight to it. So I really appreciate your time and I just am so thankful and blessed to be able to speak with you because it's a skill that, as you said, 21st century is just getting a bit different and we need to find a way to connect with it. So yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate being here and I appreciate anybody that that listened to this i appreciate your time as well i know it's insanely valuable and we're all very very busy in our lives so thank you for being here thank you for for listening to us and caitlin thank you also for for spending your time with me today my pleasure well thank you so much girlfriends i really appreciate your time and we will talk soon bye for now thank you for joining me on this empowering journey your time is precious and i'm grateful you've chosen to spend it here with me Remember, you deserve to be heard, seen, valued and supported every step of the way. To ensure you never miss an episode filled with inspiration and growth, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to check out our show notes. They're the ultimate resource hub for any links or resources mentioned during our conversation. Until our paths cross again, keep embracing your inner confidence, unleashing your power and living your best life. You are capable of incredible things, my love. Until next time, take care, stay empowered, and remember, you go, girlfriend. Woo!